We're both hat boys today. Three, two, Juan. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Nobody Loves You. Um, it's been a minute since we've actually sat down and done the pod. I know. It's kind of crazy. It's always strange. For you guys, there's been no hiatus at all. Yeah, last week we had Sugar Pit on. We recorded that episode a few weeks before it actually came out. So we got some comments. Like, Kian, like plugged the show that at the time of when it came out happened like a week prior. Um, and somebody commented like, oh, yeah, thanks for the plug, guys. I thought it was pretty funny. But uh, we just played a show. Um, so if anybody came out, I don't know if anybody... I feel like you probably would have. Maybe, maybe you're shocked. That's crazy. That's when we know this shit is working. When somebody shows up to a show and they're like, I listened to the podcast, so I came to the show. That would be sick. Hey, so just f- make sure you're following us on Instagram. I usually put it in the bi- in the fucking descriptions. Mine and Carl's Instagrams. And then we'll plug them here when we're playing shows. But yeah, come out. Come out to shows. We're playing in the LA every uh, uh, good bit for the next, hopefully a good bit the next year. Um, but yeah, we played at Hotel Cafe. I like it there. It was, yeah, it was cool. It was a cool venue. Apparently, that's the last place Mac Miller played before he, you know, took the long nap. Oh. Which yeah. is fucking crazy to me, because that's a small-ass fucking venue. You don't venue. remember th- when he did the, the like, he put the tickets on sale the day of the show? No, I remember. And, like, I remember. I, I didn't remember it being at Hotel Cafe because I didn't care because I was living in Philly. Yeah, and had That's never really saying. been to Los Angeles at the time. I think it was also I th- like if I remember correctly, it looked like it wasn't the room that we played in. So it would be even crazier if it was second stage. No, I remember him saying that he played it in front of a hundred people though. So it could have been second stage. Second stage is like a seventy-five cap. And then main stage is a 250 cap. Either, Either way, way yeah, crazy fuck. for him. Yeah, guys. Yeah. So we played Hotel Cafe. Um, so you're pretty much Mac Miller. Pretty much. I am 26. Yeah. I thought I thought the show went pretty well. I don't know. How did you think it went? It was great. I had one pretty bad mistake. And then I told Justine, I was like, I messed up really bad at one part. And yeah. she was like, when? When did you mess up? And I was like, I'm not telling you. She's like, no, come on, tell me. I was like, do you know when I messed up? She's like, no, I didn't hear it. And I was like, good. I'm not fucking telling you that. I fucking heard it. I didn't know at the time it was you. But I knew something was wrong. It was during our, my song Growing Pains. No, don't tell anybody. It was during that. And Carl fucked up hard. He just played the wrong chords. Also, but, however, the chord I played isn't horribly... No, it was outside of the key. It's it, was it just turns the A into an A major seven. <laughs> I didn't. I knew something was off. I couldn't tell what it was, and then I heard a video of it after you told me where you messed up. If you honestly, if you probably didn't tell me, I'd probably be like, that just doesn't. I'd probably would still be like, something's off. I don't know what it is, but it doesn't sound great. No. I probably wouldn't be able to tell. But once you told me. I was I watching the videos. I was like, "Fucking Carl." I haven't gotten yeah. I haven't gotten jitters in a minute. Did you I get jitters that jitter- night? I was pretty jittery before. Dude, while we were going I out. was not. I coincidentally enough, I do get jitters a good bit, but I was like, because I was, uh, I was nervous like a couple days leading up because I was playing lead guitar on one of the songs, one of my new songs, and I never play lead live. I've never taken a solo. 
because I'm not that good at guitar. Like I can play a guitar fine, but I'm not like I'm not like the guy. You know, that's Cole, our guitar player. He's the guy, right? You're like Cole, rip a solo, and you're like, oh, amazing. I'm not that dude. I'm not that guy, pal. But I was playing lead for the first time, so I was really nervous leading up to it. And I was practicing and practicing and practicing, and I wasn't nervous that I would. It's weird. It's not. I wasn't nervous about messing up. I was a nervous. I was nervous about being nervous, which would lead to me messing up. Let me explain. When I'm nervous, I get like antsy. I get jittery. And when I'm jittery, I can't play guitar because I have to move my fingers. And then I get like jittery and I can't play very well. So I was nervous that I would get nervous. So I did two things to make sure that didn't happen. Number one, which is the craziest thing I've ever fucking done. I drank. You guys ever had Celsius? You guys know the fucking energy drink Celsius? Celsius is like fucking meth. Like it's got 200 milligrams of caffeine per can, right? It's like fucking it's meth. It's like fucking meth. <laughs> and when you do, if you drink it on an empty stomach, you're like, <laughs> right? I drank two on an empty stomach. I thought you had coffee. Or coffee in one. You had a coffee, mocha pot, strong. And a Celsius, whatever. A Celsius. No breakfast. And... and Zin, which little is like upper decky, little upper decky Zin, which is like nicotine. Which if you do that on an empty stomach, you get like. Uh. So I felt horrible. I felt like I was having a panic attack. <laughs> so I made myself feel unbelievably horrible, like I was David, having a panic David, attack. David cracked the code on synthesizing anxiety, and then I practiced playing through my solo while feeling like that. So I was like, okay, even if I'm shitting my fucking pants, I can still play the song. Um, which is by far the craziest thing I've ever done to prepare for a show. Especially because you only have to practice it for like 15, 20 minutes. You know, I practice it for a, a good, more. like, you know, 30, 45. But still, those effects are not going to wear off that quickly. You they know? wore off. I just ate some food. Hmm. And maybe waited like Whole an hour or two. Bread, some pretzels. Yeah. So I did that, and then also um, I heard Joe Rogan talk about it one time. He said, I think he said, like before shows, the day of shows, he likes to do really intense cardio, and that keeps him like calm. So I did that. I did some cardio. I went to, like I did a light workout at the gym, and then did some cardio, and then I did a cold plunge. Um, that was all in the beginning of the day. So, and then I stayed off my phone. Oh, yeah. And this all seems really weird. Like, I've never had to prepare. I'm usually just like, all right, I'll just go on stage. I'm not, I don't get really stage fright that much. It was just, you know, having to play lead for the first time. I was like, I can't be fucking nervous. But honestly, I don't know which one of them worked. Maybe a combination of them all. I was like, I was calm as a fucking, I was cool as a cucumber. I'm going to be a fucking mess, bro. I already know it. We've been yeah, we've been rehearsing Carl's stuff. He's getting ready to play live soon. I like yeah. I'm not gonna do well the day of. It's gonna be fun. You got I but I'm gonna have to do similar do do? to what you did, just like fucking take the day and just not like it mentally be too focused on things outside of just like getting myself ready for the show. Mm. And it could be literally, like, in front of, like, 15 people, and it won't make a difference. 
But the thing with that is, though, like, I try to not think about the show. Right. Because but you were just, like, letting yourself be zen and not be on your phone. Yeah, like, the hardest part about playing shows at our level, because we don't have fucking crew. We don't got crew. We don't got roadies. We're, like, packing the car ourselves, driving there, unloading, doing the sound, blah, 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 blah. There's a lot to do before you actually hit Which the first note. also increases the anticipation a lot. Yeah. You know? It's like... I didn't. We didn't play until seven o'clock, but I started like time to do the show. Meaning, load in, drive there, warm up, fucking sound check, all of that. I started at four o'clock, so I was like on since four. And by the time you start to play, you're like, "Whoo, I'm fucking beat." Um, but oh fuck, what was I gonna say? Anticipation. Getting ready for the show, being at our level. Oh yeah, I don't know. I just um, I don't usually have to like prepare like that. Usually, I think you just it's sometimes better to just go in it. But I don't know. I wanted this one to be really good, and then after the show, I wanted to bring this up on the pod. Uh, me personally, I I nev never felt good about any. I mean, felt good, but I've never been like fuck yeah, like that was amazing performance. And I'm wondering, I was having a conversation with somebody who is more of a professional musician than I am. More professional meaning bigger and also they don't have another job. It's just as it, right? Done been touring for a long time and I was like, played Does that lots of shows. Yeah, I was like, have you, I don't know, did you ever feel, it just seemed like that per this person didn't f feel similar to me. I, I don't know. I'm a little bit of a, perfec of a perfectionist. Sure. So I'm always just like, yeah, it was fine, but, but. It was fine, but it's fine, but and I'm starting to wonder if if my perfectionism is I always used to think it was like what my strength was. I'm starting to think maybe it's not. I don't know. What do you think? You seem so zen, you're like, Yeah, I fucked up one of your songs, but it was really funny. I don't think it was funny. <laughs> I felt really bad. I felt like a fucking moron when I did it. Um, yeah. That's fair. Wait, what are you going to be nervous for the most playing your shows that you think? I think just like being the center of attention, to be honest. Like, where we have a podcast. There's nobody here. <laughs> no, dude, <laughs> this helped. This helps. Really? When I was on stage, bro, I just like kept saying certain things. This podcast has helped me learn how to just like be in the moment. Yeah, I mean, I'm not overly concerned but the most i like perform is when we play uh no rain no rain and i'm not the center of attention for that it's like people notice me because i'm like switching instruments but it's not yeah you are just the keyboard guy you are just sitting down yeah and that's how i've always been like i mean i guess i played guitar for you in philly but still for the most part like Did you yeah on a couple songs oh oh yeah yeah you did um, but that being said, um, yeah, being the center of attention and singing in front of people for are the first time. Are you worried that like people are going to say like, wow, like this guy sounds like, sh like he was like a cat with, uh, who's tone deaf and like, no, are you worried people are gonna think like, be like, oh my god, look at this guy. He's got boogers in his. Nose. He's always ugly. He's so ugly. Like, look at his weird shoes he's wearing. Or do you think Should they're I gonna? These? Or do you think they're gonna make fun of your mustache or your crooked teeth or your abnormally shaped ears 
Or your hair. Or your gangly fingers. <laughs> what do hey. you think? Or are you afraid that you're going to have food left over in your mustache from lunch? That's a good one. I. All of the above. <laughs> Yeah, no, it'll be fine. I'm sure no one will notice how disgusting you are. Hopefully. Yeah, it'll be cool. Maybe I'll just wear a mask. You could. You seen that gu- those guys from Australia? It's uh, the Kurungbin ripoff? Yeah. Justine, what are they called? Glass beams. They're pretty cool. They are pretty cool. I was saying to Justine, it's like it's such a Kurungbin ripoff, right? They're but a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. uh, they they. I was gonna yeah. They they take like the the Eastern music influence yeah. a little bit further than Krungman does, yeah. but they're doing the exact same thing. Yeah, right down like Krungman wears wigs. They're wearing masks. Yeah, it's like. But they still rip. It's Honestly, like bro, what good for Krungbin for inventing a new genre that's taking that's taking flight. Well, they really I mean? invented a genre. But the way that they're displaying you know it what it is? is unique. Krungbin has more um like Hispanic music influence, probably from being from Texas and Hispanic. also Yeah, like Mexican like uh, jazz, yeah, but Latin what, so like, like Latin, yeah, like Latin. Well, they're American. from Texas, and also Laura Lizzi is Mexican. Sure, but what you think that like consistently across all their albums? I mean, I guess Con, yes. Co- Con Toto, El, El Mundo has definitely got a big Latin influence. Um, like, what are we talking about? Of course. But yeah, well, I mean, when I've they sing, it's always in Spanish. I, 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 but I feel like they they did a lot of emphasis on like the. Uh, What I hear it, bro. Say, like Thai music or something That's like that. That's what they said their their uh, the fucking album, name right? is. But like, I don't know, bro. A lot of it because yeah. the same thing when you listen to Hermanos Gutierrez. They're lit. They're fucking amazing. They're awesome. Oh, we're seeing them. Yeah, I f- yeah. Oh yeah. Ha 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 ha. Oh, ha. you fucking stupid idiots so, that didn't get the cool tickets to the cool show. They're in California. is playing this. They're playing a show with Hermanos Gutierrez. And it's at this like little hotel and it's north of LA. And apparently the venue is like fucking super small. Uh, tickets sold out like that. They added the second show and I'm pretty sure those sold out. Tickets were reselling for like $600. We got ours 80 bucks because Justine, um, my girlfriend and our roommate, is like a big Krungman fan and she's on some like find out first email list that they have or whatever. Um, yeah, so Krungbin, super, super cool. If you haven't if you haven't heard of them or heard them, uh, it's based it, – no, wait. Uh, if you haven't heard them, I'm not even going to do it. Just go back and watch the episode of uh, our top ten albums and look at my number one album. It's, it's Krungbin. It's sick. Yeah. Oh, but I think Krungbin has a little bit more, um, yeah, of that, like, Hermanos Gutierrez, like, Hispanic – guitar yeah. flamenco guitar kind of stuff and then i think glass beams has more of the eastern influence yeah um for sure but they're very similar 
Definitely in like the percussion too. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Hundred percent. Um. Sick. But speaking of music, I have one music suggestion that I really, really, really want to make. Um. This person blew my fucking socks off. Justine and I were just on Discover Weekly or whatever, and Discovery Weekly usually um, fucking sucks. I'm not gonna lie, my Discover Weekly is never right. I don't know if you guys feel that way, but like sometimes I'm just like, come on, Spotify. But Mike Coda, Mike Cota is her name, and she has a song called Corner that truly fucking like just it blew me away. I thought it was so amazing. It's a great, great, great combo of like folky-ish music, indie, rock, and a little bit of psychedelic. It's like indie folk, indie psychedelic folk. Yeah, that's how I would describe it. The and song that you you and I were trying to figure out. That's Corner. That's what, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I, I feel like it has like an R&B flair to it as well. Faux show. I can get down with that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Carl and I, the, what he's saying, trying to figure out is, I was like, what the fuck is this third chord? I couldn't hear, like, what it was in relationship, music nerd talk, like, what it was in the relationship to the tonic, and Carl found out it was, it was the fifth. Four. The, huh? F- major four with a flat five. Oh, I thought it was the fifth. It was the these, first. These people don't care. They don't care. They don't care about us. Yeah. I think it's, it's the four. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. check it out. Uh, Corner by Mike Coda. Uh, she opened up for uh, Hosier, I think, is what uh, is what I was told. Uh, from Minneapolis. That's cool. Hey, let's go, Prince. I think Minneapolis. And uh, prop- maybe some other people that are are really cool too, but mostly Prince. That's what's yeah. up. Check it out. Check All it right. out. Check it out. My turn. Um. David sent me this band two days ago called Virouette or Virway, Virouette. Wait, 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 wait. What? Yeah, bro. It's not Virtue. I don't know why you wrote that in the notes. It's Virouette. Oh, I thought it was Virtue. Anyway. Are you dyslexic? I think so. Like, I must be. Do you think, do you I often do be. that? Do you like shorten words time. and things like that? We were playing this game called Anomia, which is basically <laughs> you have to... Like, cards get flipped over, and they have categories on them, and you have to, like, yell out something that is in the category is essentially the essence of the game. And we were playing, and it's really fast-paced, and I was having such a hard time. Like, one flipped over, and I start screaming as fast and as loud as I can. I'm like, mustard! 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 And I thought it was condiment, and then everyone's laughing, and they're like, dude, continent. Mm. So, mm. Yes. I might be. I think I'm dyslexic. I could be dyslexic. Slightly. I got tested. I got tested. Is, Apparently dis- is dyslexia a spectrum similar to autism? Or I don't know, but... That would make sense. That would make sense, wouldn't it? Yeah. No, no. It's definitely... I've heard people be like, I'm like super dyslexic. Yeah. I don't know if they're being like funny. Is every mental disorder a spectrum, if you think about it? Is every fucking ailment and like yeah, every time i got the flu real bad dude you i'm can. deep on the flu spectrum <laughs> 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 oh, 
Anywho, so Virouette, uh, these guys are fucking sick. Uh, I love, I mean, just generally, like, this kind of music is just right up my alley these days. The fucking... Idols. Kind of. It, I like to call it the resurgence of, like, indie sleaze music. You indie know? sleaze? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, New York 2004 prime... LCD sound system. Yeah, I was gonna say you just like shit. LCD sound system. Yeah, but also like the Strokes came out of that, and so did um, fuck. What's the other band? Uh, anywho. Okay. All right. Sorry. We sorry, everybody. We had some technical difficulties because we had to switch computers today, and my computer is an old, old soul. So sorry about that. Um, Virouette. They're a band from Boston, you said. Boston. They're sick. Indie sleaze. What are you? Do you coin sleaze or is that a thing? That's a thing. It's like a playlist on Spotify and all that. Like indie sleaze. It's a thing. You know, dude. Um, you want it? Sorry. No, I'm no. I'm let me, I am no, gonna let me finish talking about this band because oh, they oh. deserve. Oh, yeah, they deserve right, the right. works. They're cool. They're fucking sick. They don't have a ton of followers from Under what we've a seen, but they just put out a live session recently, and it's fucking really well shot, and it sounds amazing, more importantly, and give them a look. I'll spell you the name of the band, just in case I'm pronouncing it incorrectly. It is spelled V-I-R-U-E-T-T-E. Their Instagram is exactly that, dot band. Uh, Peep them. Check them out. They're fucking lit. We love them. Great, great, great find. I feel like most of my music suggestions are not very underground and usually just like, I listened to MGMT for the first time the other day. Yeah. They were sick. So I'm happy that uh, David sent me these guys. Idols. Awesome. Car- you've been listening to Idols a lot. What's that fucking one song that they did on SNL or something? It's like, Mama, Jake Dillis, the king. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that's their new single. Well, it's n- the album came out a couple like last week, but their new s- there was one of the singles called Gift Horse. Gift Horse. Um Yeah, that song's sick. Yeah. All the one that the other one that I play all the time is Grounds and that's from their 2020 album and uh I saw an interview with the guitar players. Like, yeah, we were trying to figure out what it would sound like if ACDC and Kanye West made a song together. And if you listen to it with that mentality, it's fucking awesome. Hmm. It's so cool. Interesting. Uh, and it sounds exactly like that. Um, anyway, but yeah, uh, I've been listening to all that sorts of stuff recently. That indie sleaze shit coming out of fucking New York. I always find I always think it's interesting when you when you hear about like you watch a documentary and you're like, oh yeah, like fucking New York indie sleaze, all these bands came out of it. Or like you think about the Seattle grunge scene. Or Echo Through the Canyon. You ever see that documentary? Uh, uh like Bob Dylan and Beach Boys and yeah. shit. It's all up here, right? In the valley. Well, Laurel Canyon. But yeah. Yeah. Or maybe I don't know if it's on this side or the other side. I'm sure eventually went to the other side i mean you always success. see those things and it's just like you always understand them post their existence but do you ever feel like you've seen or been, been or, or like the the birth of hip-hop you're like oh like these these shows you ever been to this show and be like is this gonna be talked about in a fucking documentary one day 
you ever feel like you've maybe not been like an integral part of? I mean, who knows? I mean, that'd be fucking crazy. But like, if like the fit like our Philly scene, yeah, it, in I like mean, ten that, years, it was like holy shit! Like, look at all these bands that came out of Philly and the, like the fucking from like twenty eight seventeen to twenty twenty era and then moved to los angeles i mean sure that would obviously be the most insane yeah look at us pink suave uh now sugar pit sugar well i I was naming all fucking our high school for a second who's the girl that's popping off that graduated from west like a year or two ago dev lemons yes yeah dev lemons she's popping off there's a lot of people i like her music dev lemons is pretty sick yeah there's a lot of people from Doylestown who are the quite shit. successful. It's because we live in a simulation and all the real people actually are from Doylestown. Yeah, and everybody else know. is fucking... Oh, and our fucking homie that commented on our last episode from Montco. Uh, we oh! read your comment. That was the fucking nicest shit in the world. I just got chills thinking about it. You are the shit. Thank you for listening, and thank you to everybody else who has subscribed in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, but if you haven't commented or subscribed, get fucked. No, don't. But also, yeah, uh, my guy, we read that comment together a couple days ago, and it warmed both of our hearts thoroughly. So thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, Um, we read it right after getting uh, witnessing a crazy person get kicked out of Sam Ash. That was also harassing us. Yeah. Dude, it was you so... Uh, you've all been to a guitar store, or maybe you haven't, but when you go to guitar stores, they let you play the guitars usually. Also, there's usually about 10 to 500 guitars to choose from in this guitar store. Dude. And he comes up to David, who is testing out a guitar pedal with just a nothing guitar. I purposefully picked a middle ground guitar because I was like, I need a guitar that's going to sound like mine. And I don't have that nice of a guitar. I don't have a complete piece of shit, but I was like, I need like a $600 guitar. So David's playing like a Mexican Fender Stratocaster. There's exactly what I There's probably 200 of them in the inventory in that store. This guy's a fucking nutcase. And is like talking loudly on speakerphone, and just you can see all the employees like side eyeing him, like fuck this guy again. And he's like waiting. There's also plenty of amps to plug into. He keeps like hovering around David and I while David's just testing out a reverb pedal. And he comes up, he's like, "Oh, dude, that's the exact guitar I would have picked, man." Yeah. Uh, you you still using that? It's like. Yeah, so he's dude, like, yeah, you fuck still, off. Are you still using it, man? I was like, no. He's like, oh, it's just, oh, man, that's such a sick guitar. And I was like, do you want to play it? And he's like, oh, dude, really? Is it cool? Can I play it? And I was like, yeah, just like, I was like, give me two minutes. I just, I'm trying to test this pedal. He's like, okay. And he leaves. And I don't know exactly what two minutes feels like, but it feels like it was two minutes on the fucking dot. He came back and he goes, it's been two minutes already. And I didn't say anything. I just looked at him like, hey, buddy, please fuck all the way off. This is the kind of guy and that like, I could imagine like you would see him like bust somebody's windshield for like, like asking him to move out of their way or something like that. So he's like, like hey, he, man. He looked like he could snap at any second. He pretty much did. And so uh, he's like, it's been two minutes. <laughs> just kidding. And then he just sat next to me like pretty close and like continued to do what i was doing then when i finished i was like all right man here you go here's your guitar and then i guess the employees who were working i guess they had seen this guy before he had caused some issues in the past 
because the guy went up to him right after and was like, hey, man, like, what's going on here? Can I help you? Like, you, you know, you know, you have to ask if to plug into these amps, blah, blah, blah. And then the dude like freaked out. And he's like, yo, go get your fucking manager before I slap the shit out of you. Get the fuck out. of you. He just fucking stormed out. Doesn't matter. Ah, uh, you know, crazy people. Crazy people in the guys Hollywood, Sam California. Ash seemed to think that it wasn't a surprising thing that he reacted that way. So he obviously is the regular crazy. I was talking about this with my coworker, and I was like, damn, bro, working on Sunset definitely takes years off of your life no matter where you are. Because I was like, that that's the kind of shit that I have to deal with on a daily basis. That's the kind of shit that this guy is probably also super used to. I'm sure every business in Hollywood probably experiences like harassment from fucking crazies because yeah it's uh they're all over the place and you know what it's a little wild fuck that guy he was a dick he was a dick piece of shit but oh uh, fuck i don't really have a ton of time because i have to leave but um oh i never opened my kona if you want that actually no save that i wanted that when i got home yeah you deserve it yeah right i fucking deserve i was gonna say the scene you you ever do you feel like you're part of the scene you know, you see in documentaries like the grunge scene in Seattle or the indie sleaze uh, scene in New York or whatever it is. Right now, I know for a fact there's going to be a documentary in 10 years about the Australian psych scene. The Australian psych scene is the best thing on the fucking planet. Every time I find a new band, I'm like, that's sick. They're always from fucking Australia. Somebody knew I ju- fuck it. I just found another new band. Of course, boom, Australia. And there's definitely gonna be one about the Australian psych rock scene. Yeah, but absolutely. I think. Um, do I ever feel that way? I don't know. I it. I think that I really want to be, and I get really inspired by um, the circle of people that we're in contact with, like. Not just Kean, but everybody seems very inspired and very. Uh, I wasn't necessarily saying. Do you think all our friends are going to have a documentary about us? No, in no, no, That's no. Not no what but I'm saying. I think that we have a. Uh, we all make like a sort of s- semi-similar palpable genre that is all based on bands. I meant. Do you think you would just add a fucking show one day and you had like, like fuck? What's um, like dude back in Philly. Briston Maroney, super big now. House show. Boom. Maisie, house shows. Boom. Fucking so many people in Philadelphia. You just see them in goddamn basements. Yeah. You know? And you're like, you never you never really know. But I was thinking about that, and I don't really want to get too deep into it. Mm. I mean, just briefly brush on it. The DIY scene. or We don't really have a ton of time. Talk about it next week. Fuck it. This has been on our list for fucking ten years. It's a big topic. It is a big topic. DIY music is so. I think I think I think DIY pop sucks though. Now, like indie pop was one of my favorite genres, and people like, what kind of music do you like? I would always say indie pop, indie pop, indie indie pop. I love indie pop. And indie pop to me was sick. It was like pop music, but with really interesting sound design. And blah, blah, blah. And now I feel like every time I put on an indie pop playlist, it's no longer pop music with interesting sound design and and cool stuff going on. It's just formulaic fucking shitty music with bad production quality. 
I know that's a big offensive I, statement. I, I, I mean, I think you're just generalizing a lot. I don't know exactly. It could just be Spotify's playlists that I don't like. Yeah, that could be it. Uh, you don't feel that way? You don't feel like indie pop is I don't, going downhill? I don't listen to uh, indie pop playlist-based things generally. Honestly, the only way I listen to new music is like fucking like word of mouth. And that's 99% of it. And then the other 1% is like... Where do you guys find new music? Because I don't... Dude, I don't know. Yeah. Honestly, it's mostly... Where does other people, it's, other people it's find It's mostly it? just word of mouth, to be honest. Like, every yeah. once in a while, somebody will... Like, fucking one of my customers showed me Hermanos Gutierrez like a year ago. And I got super into them. Uh, I don't... I, I don't Justine th- shows me fucking new music all the time. Idols... I listen. I started listening to Idols because LCD Sound System co-produced their first single for the new album. I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go to work. All right. Hey, love everybody. Thank you. Uh, please hit that fucking. Well, I think we should start saying subscribe at the end of these videos because I said it in the pod episode, the one episode, and like we got a bunch of subscribers. So if you were one of those people who subscribed, thank you, thank you, thank you. We love you. Please subscribe. Tell your friends. Word of mouth. That's the only way we find music. Maybe it's the only way people find podcasts. Um, next week, uh, Carl will be uh, trying sword swallowing. Correct. Toodaloo. Bye.